The American Battlefield Trust has helped save 50,000 acres in 24 states. This land stretches chronologically from the Lexington Green to Appomattox Courthouse and geographically from Minnesota to New Mexico. If you would like to help the American Battlefield Trust in their efforts to save these historical lands, please log on to battlefields.org. Shepherd University's George Tyler Moore Center for the Study of the Civil War and Department of History invite undergraduate students from across the country to come and spend a semester at their historic crossroads in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Their semester-long Civil War experience will immerse a select group of undergraduate students in collaborative learning, interpretive field experiences, digital humanities projects, public history programs, and a war and society approach to military history. For more information, please visit shepherd.edu slash Civil War Semester or call the George Tyler Moore Center at 304-876-5429. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattooed Historian Show. My name is John. I am the Tattooed Historian, and we've been rolling along here, getting good numbers and having a lot of people giving some feedback on the podcast, and I'm so very appreciative of each and every one of you who has logged in, listened to the podcast, shared the podcast, rated it, subscribed to it. If you haven't subscribed to it, please do so. Uh, that will keep you up to date on what is coming up, and I'm trying to do these episodes weekly. And so far, so good. Uh, I haven't missed a week yet. I hope I don't anytime soon. Um, but this week's episode is a little bit different. Uh, this week, I have my great friend Liz Bukowski on, and Liz is a photographer, and she has worked on different ways of documenting historical interpretation. Uh, she has gone out to battle reenactments and has done digital media uh, out there as far as uh, photography is concerned. And she also did a stint at uh, the Victorian Photography Studio in Gettysburg learning how to be a wet plate photographer, learning the ropes, so to speak. And that's where her and I originally met. And Liz has been a big supporter of my entire project for a long time, and she helps me with design. If you have any of my shirts, she's probably helped design a couple of those that you're wearing. Uh, she's helped design my flyers for my events, and she's just been there for me whenever I needed a helping hand with design. I am not a designer. Uh, I'm more of a, a historian and a marketer now, really heavy on the marketing side. But she has really stepped up to the plate and has always been there for me. And I've always enjoyed her photography. And she just uh, did an exhibition in Buffalo, New York, a number of weeks ago. And we go over some of the things that she uh, had on display at this exhibition. And one other thing that we have in common is, which will come out in this episode, is that we both apprenticed as wet plate photographers. So we have experience working cameras that would have been used in the 1860s during the American Civil War. And that really is a connection with us where we can talk about the different uh, types of shots we've done and we can talk about the different processes involved with that. And she is just starting to uh, 
dabble into 1940s photography and getting ready to uh, go out and cover some events in that regard. And she's obviously still doing her digital photography as well. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about this week on the show. It's not going to be your standard historical talk. It's going to be more artistic, and it's going to be more of a way of thinking about how you can present history through different media formats, such as digital media, as in photography, or with wet plate photography. And this also touches on the historical interpretation and of the history field as well. So it's something different for you to think about. And what I've also done is on my Facebook site and my Instagram uh, site, I have put up three photos that Liz put into her exhibition. So when you get the time, uh, please look those up and you can follow along with three of the photos we talk about in this episode. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's something different for a change. And Liz is, uh, you know, she gets really fired up over this and she gets really excited. And that really helps to keep the episode going. And uh, I'm so appreciative of her and her time on the program. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's my friend, Liz Bukowski. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattooed Historian Show. Uh, I have a great guest on with me today because she helps me out, right? Yeah, yeah. I do. She, <laughs> Liz Bukowski's on today, and she Hello. helps me out with uh, some of my digital needs, which is flyers and some of my photography and videography. And merch, sometimes. And merch, yeah. yeah. And and Liz has been a big supporter of, of the project since the beginning. So, Liz, thanks for coming on. No problem. I appreciate you doing yeah, this. It's, it's an honor to be on the podcast. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but that's that's nice of you. Well, that's, I mean, I've never been on a podcast before. So Okay, that's good. And, it, you know, you're a good friend. So We're starting out <laughs> we're starting out slow here to get her into the groove here. Yeah. Uh, but now we I wanted to bring Liz on because I wanted to talk about uh, photography and how that relates to uh, historiography and historical memory and, and all that good stuff. And uh, Liz just completed a, an Ex exhibition, really, yeah. I guess you'd call uh, it. Uh, so, a solo, right. solo show. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to go over that and some other things, So, uh, and how that ties into history and some of the techniques and other things. So this is kind of a artistic uh, <laughs> podcast for history, so that'd be something different for you all to, to hear. So, uh, Liz, let's start out with rewinding the tape here a little bit okay. and uh, going back and finding out uh, your background. What What is your background not only in photography but just as you as a person okay well um i am my name is liz bukowski obviously you've been there um <laughs> i actually uh i grew up in buffalo uh buffalo new york um and i graduated from villa maria college that's in buffalo and i have my bachelor's in fine arts of photography um, I've always been interested in history as a kid and stuff like that, but I never, I was, you know, always more artistic 
and embrace more of that throughout college or high school and college and everything like that. Um, so a few years ago, uh, friends of mine that I had known for several years said something about going into a reenactment and I'm like, you guys reenact? They said, yeah. I'm like, well, how come I haven't been to an event? Cause just to photograph it would just be fantastic. And obviously it's kind of where it's, it's led me to be where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to a reenactment and I just kind of fell in love with it. So I've started reenacting myself and uh, I've gotten to know a lot of people. Um, shout out to the 21st Georgia Company B. <laughs> That's a lot of my friends. Um, so I was able to get to know reenactors and get a little bit closer in photographing uh, things that I wanted and, you know, kind of setting up shots and stuff like that. And, you know, also during shots like that. Um, I moved to Gettysburg almost last May. And I had the opportunity to uh, do an apprenticeship, which actually turned into a job offer. Um, I was working at uh, Victorian Photography Studio uh, right in the heart of Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. Um, So I learned how to do the whole entire wet plate process, which is amazing. Right. Um, Not a lot of people can say they can do, you know, they they do that. I know you've done it yourself in the past. Yeah, I, I apprenticed under Rob Gibson uh, yep. Oh God! Eighteen years ago, <laughs> when I was a younger man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah Rob's, Rob's a Rob's a yeah. Rob's a really cool guy. Yeah, he's doing more of the motorcycle stuff now, though. I think. Yeah, Rob has Rob has a uh, sidecar dark room on so a motorcycle, cool. which is so, so cool. Badass. So he can do history and he can go into popular culture with like motorcycles and motorcycle life and all that. So yeah, yeah he he uh, gave me a lot of training on on that just like you received at Victorian Photography Studio. Yeah, so um, I was super excited when I had the opportunity when I was uh, talking um, about, you know, getting the opportunity of moving down here and I just, I leapt, I just jumped. I was like, yeah, tell me when you want me to move down here, I'll be there in a heartbeat. So as soon as I found an apartment, I picked up all my stuff and my cat (laughs) and uh, we we moved down here. Uh, Well, yeah, we moved down here. Um, so it's been a really great experience and we actually met at the studio. That's how you and I met was when you came into the studio right? all the time. So then you and just like kind of hit it off. So yeah. 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 That shows how collaborative efforts can come together. Yeah. You're just in the right place at the right time and you, you believe in what each other's doing. And, and, uh, we had a kinship through wet plate photography Mm -hmm. first. And then we, when you realized I was doing this kind of thing, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And. Then I started using you for flyers it's because like whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. you need. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you do Photoshop? Great. Yeah. I need help. I'm, I'm um, throwing out like, oh, well, uh, I, I, well, I don't have Illustrator and I don't have this, and you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't worry about it. It's like, yeah. oh, I want this done. Oh, you don't worry, I can do that. Yeah. Like, I, I got you. I got your back. Yeah. I got your back. And and Liz has had my back for <laughs> for a few months now, which has been great because <laughs> it saves me a lot of trouble uh, <laughs> with with stuff I can't do. Um, but through, through that, Liz has taken some photos of me, mm-hmm. uh, on the wet plate process and has done some other stuff with me. And that, that led to future, uh, networking for you working in a shop like that, where mm-hmm. you've, you've been able to meet a lot of people oh, and yeah. have been able to collaborate and mm-hmm. network, which had to be just awesome to be able to meet so many different people and i'm not saying me i'm saying other people <laughs> well besides you being awesome well i wouldn't go there i'm just saying well, i mean you're my you know i gotta 
Oh. I got to I got to put it on a facade, but you know. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just no, kidding. Everyone, John's actually every, a great guy. Everyone else who came through <laughs> the door, who I'm talking yes. about, you got to meet a lot of cool people in, yeah, in and and outside of the of the historical hobby. You oh, meet yeah. a lot of cool I've people. met a lot of great people that we've I've, you know, some of friends that friends that, you know, we we talk on Instagram every now and then and stuff like that and you know, like when they're in the area, we we go out and hang out and meet up for drinks and just talk and you know it's pretty pretty cool it's really fun that you get to meet all these people from different walks of life like you're not just you know working at like a storefront and you know you mm-hmm. as a cashier or something like mm-hmm. and you like talk to the person like you know I was helping them get dressed and like the ladies I'd have get dressed um usually um, mm-hmm. or the gentleman and you kind of just start talking and, you know, whether it's about historical stuff or it's about Star Wars or Lord of the Rings right. or tattoos or whatever, you know, right. um, I'm not as heavily inked as you are, but you know, I'm working. You're getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, but you know, you, I did, I have gotten to meet a lot of great people. So, um, in the show too, I got to photograph, um, some really cool people that aren't necessarily reenactors. Most of the people in the show, which we'll talk about, mm-hmm. um, most of them are reenactors, but there's a few people, like the one gentleman in the f- image that we'll talk about, um, uh, was really a game for everything, and he's he's a cool dude. So, awesome. you know, I get to meet a lot of cool people, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. it really helps in the long run when you get to meet some cool people and who who share that experience with you for like a half hour or an hour. Yeah. You know, you spend that with each person, and that... You know that could open some doors. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Too. Absolutely. How? What? The main uh, thing that I want to get across to all of you listeners is I'm I'm uh, going to post about three photos of Liz's from a uh, exhibition that that uh, she was involved with, so you can follow along uh, as we go through some of these images, uh, just to make it a little more interactive with you and and so you can understand. Uh, what we're talking about because obviously it's podcast and you can't see what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it up on my Facebook and my Instagram site uh, the day when this comes up, uh, possibly even the night before. That way you can check out some cool images that we're going to be talking about, which uh, are mainly wet plate, but there yep. is one digital image. Yep. And uh, we're going to go over that and you could follow along. So either, you know, uh, in this day and age, just open up the email or the Facebook page and, and follow along with it. But with the exhibition we're going to be talking about, it occurred in Buffalo. Yes. And how did this come about that you were in this exhibition? Okay, so um, every um, there is a uh, photo gallery in Buffalo, and it's called SIPA, as um, SIPA Gallery, and it's strictly photography. Um, they do have some multimedia mixed stuff, but it's most mostly photography, and they have a member show every year that you have to be a member of the gallery you have to pay membership but mm-hmm. there's also benefits to it you know you can take workshops for a discounted price or use a dark room or whatever so um uh i have been submitting f- since i was in college which was 2010 and um i finally won the show in january of 2018 mm-hmm. so you have a year's worth of time to you know start a new project or um or continue the line of work that you've submitted and they only choose two two photographers for the um for the award the exhibition award and I was one of them so I'm very 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 blessed and very uh excited that I was able to do do that so um this year I um continued with the um 
with the Civil War reenactment photos that I was taking. But at that time, I was only doing digital. So I would go to, you know, I'd be happy to go to events because I'm a reenactor anyway. So um, I went to a big one in uh, Genesee County Museum mm-hmm. in Mumford, New York. And that's the cavalry, what is it? It's, I don't even know the name of my own titles of my images. Uh, it was the <laughs> Unknown Cavalry Soldier right. number one right. is the image that's a digital image that won me the show. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of went from there and I decided to just keep going with that line of work and hoping and praying and then kind of the whole thing of coming to Gettysburg and learning how to do the wet plate and doing a mixture of combination images. So they're kind of cinematic. So you have the more, you know, the the digital images, the ones that are, uh, you know, like this guy is running on a horse and stuff like that. If you did it with wet plate, you wouldn't be able to just be a blur. It wouldn't be there at all. Yeah. Um, with the amount of exposures and everything limited by the chemicals. But um, it really, I think, helped me stand out that I have uh, I have knowledge of this technique that is very niche mm-hmm. and not a lot of photographers know or a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun to explore, and I did a lot of research into different facets of things that I hadn't really studied mm-hmm. that I wanted to to show within this series of work so it was really it was really cool and wet plate has seen a revival uh in our era because you see wet plate artists on instagram now yep and and there's a a few of them there aren't a lot but there's a few of them and that that niche has started to take off and when we talk about wet plate photography what are we talking about we're talking about the 19th century craft of uh wet plate collodion um, that the images that you'll see, um, you know, you think of, uh, Timothy O'Sullivan or Matthew Brady or, you know, those photographers during, you know, most, most popular during the Civil War. Um, so those were the, that was the technique. So the camera that I was using had an original lens that was made probably from the 1860s, 1870s. Mm-hmm. Um, the box was rebuilt, but we used all, all of the same, um, chemicals that they did back then we used uh, i think it's called a uh, silver beam mm-hmm. um which is the guide that they used back in those days we used mm-hmm. the same chemical recipes for everything the only difference is is that we had modern lighting to help us cut down our exposure time and stuff like that and you know some real true light the sunlight that would come through the studio windows too right. to help us so i mean we we try to do it as authentic as we can at the mm-hmm. studio mm-hmm. so it's yeah. it's really cool because people are surprised. Oh, I think I have to stand there for ten minutes, or you know, we put the posing stand on. I'm like, what is this? It's gonna like a torture device. It's like, no, it just helps you. <laughs> right. I don't need it. I you know, I can stand still. It's like, no, you can't. Like right. I've sat for so many, and it's like, right. no one can really sit still <laughs> that yeah. long. If you're into wet plate photography, you're not only a historian or just into history and antique or whatever else. You have to be part chemist too. Yeah. to mix all this stuff <laughs> that's and, that's what and, dave used to say is uh you have to be more of a chemist than a photographer which right. is so true right so true because right. you need to know what you're mixing because you're working with some really dam- dam- yeah. dangerous chemicals yeah there's some brutal stuff in there that i won't get into but what i will say is that you don't <laughs> want to mix some things a certain way or something could happen that you're, you're gonna a gas yourself or explode yeah one or the other. Much. and uh that really creates uh w- that 
that really creates an environment that a lot of people don't want to touch, and so they don't get into wet plate photography. Cause but it's a lot of maintenance too. It There's is. There's a lot of maintenance of taking care of your chemicals to make sure that you're getting the images, the image quality that you want and need. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still learning about that, um, but there's there is there there's it's not just you know like we take for granted now of you know using a digital camera and just kind of clicking right i mean don't even get me started on that and being like oh well, everyone's got a camera and everyone can be a photographer it's like yeah but there's even with the digital you need to right. know how to use your shutter speed and your your aperture and how the right. lighting is and blah 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 but right that is really more of a craft of literally being a chemist which i never yeah. took chemistry so <laughs> i've heard that too where everyone thinks now they're a photographer because they have a digital camera and it's like well you drive but you don't drive in the nd 500 yeah. so you know there's Pretty a much. different thing yeah there's a different exactly level. uh and i bring up the wet plate process because uh liz and i both have worked in it and because two of the three images we're going to talk about was done with the wet plate or were done with the wet plate process and uh the yeah two Two of the three, right? Yeah, two of the three. Right, yeah, two yeah. of the three were done yeah. with that. I'm sorry, I had, to, okay. I had to read. <laughs> I have a degree in accounting, and I messed that up. Um, but they they are fantastic images, especially the one because I'm in it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I am in it though. Uh, but but it's uh, a favorite impression of mine, and Liz uh, wanted to get that on on gla- on ten, 10. At, at that yeah, time. And a- that's the other thing we have to remember too, with the wet play process, you can basically put an image on a lot of stuff oh yeah yeah if it's a solid yes. you can put it on there we put Pretty it on much. tin we put it on glass i put some on a mirror to try to emulate the old daguerreotype yep yep um, that's a whole nother process that's that, a whole oh other yeah that's more dangerous right. actually because you're, you're working with mercury yeah that's going into that's 1840s dangerous. 1850s process yep. for all of you photography nerds out there um and uh, we actually tried to put a Civil War image on a piece of bathroom tile one time. How did that work out? It worked out pretty well, but I think it was just our collodion was kind of off that day. Uh, for for all of you who don't know, when you mix collodion too, your mix is going to be slightly different each time, and you just have to tweak it. It's like making a mixed drink. Sometimes it's a little too strong. Sometimes it's a little too weak. And uh, I think the day we tried to do a bathroom tile, we were a little too weak on that. But, but Rob Gibson and I thought about it, and we're like, I wonder if we could put an image on bathroom tile. And we were just <laughs> slow in the studio, and we decided to do it. So there's another exhibition, putting <laughs> wet plate go. photography on bathroom a tile. Totally different alternative yeah. process, yeah. even more, like, you know. Yeah. Him, and I had, <laughs> him and I had too much soda to drink that day. We were hyped up. and like, let's try it on tile. <laughs> But but no, two of the three images that are going to be included with my my posting will be the wet plate process. Many of you are going to be able to tell the difference because of how dark they are compared to a digital camera. Absolutely. And that's not to say that the image is wrong. Obviously, that's the way it was, and that's yep. the way they turned out in most cases. Uh, and and they are, you know, well done images. I, I have to say, not because Liz can like punch me right now, but because they are really <laughs> yeah. well done. And it got her into this exhibition and and mm-hmm. you know that's that's saying something but the the unknown cavalry soldier was the digital image yep. which got you a foot in the door yes absolutely and absolutely. then you had to provide how many more images did you provide for it um in total? i believe because i ended up with the layout i had to rearrange things so i actually ended up pulling some images um 
out of the show they were actually wet plates um but i mean i'm gonna post those on my own instagram Mm -hmm. of like behind the scenes right um but i believe there was a total of 30 images wow um which is a lot but that's a combination of both wet plate and digital okay um if i wanted to they at the gallery at sepa they were like you can do you Here's your gallery space. Mm-hmm. Do what you want with it. Yeah. Play. Have fun. It's your show. Just tell it, just tell us what you need. And as an artist, that had to be liberating because like you can do whatever you need to do to get your point across. Yes, but at the same time, I'm crazy <laughs> and like I can you want go to fill it all. Yes, and okay. I was worried about print sizes and like but at the same time I was just like you know me. Mm-hmm. Like even just working on simple mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like let's do all of this. Right. All the things and you're right. like okay but we need to rein it in a little bit. So right. I had I had some resources of of mentors, past mentor photography mentors of mine that I talked to and I was like, okay, hey, this is kind of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Give me some feedback before I actually put it together and mm-hmm. you know, make this is the best show that I can. So right. I I did reach out to other fellow creatives to, you know, help me get kind of reorganize my vision. Right. <laughs> so. So one of the three yes is obviously the unknown cavalry soldier the yes. digital image yep uh the second one that i'll go over is the one you shot of me because i'm saving the coolest one for last <laughs> okay uh which is me doing one of my favorite impressions which is federal burial detail yes. after the battle of gettysburg i don't know why i got into that niche probably because i spent a summer working at evergreen cemetery in gettysburg so, so i was <laughs> yeah so i was so jealous i had a summer job in a cemetery and that's a whole other story you know in itself as far as what that taught me uh but then i got interested in i read gregory coco's book on uh the confederate dead and the post-battle stuff that really got me into federal burial details because they were the ones who did most of the labor for it and i wanted to put this impression together and you saw it and you yeah i saw it was like okay, it was this, the is past, different. this past july when you came into the studio right yeah i think i just like I, I was just uh, going upstairs or something to help somebody, and I didn't get to, you know, hang out with, you know, and see the photo actually get taken. So I saw it later, but I, uh, I wanted to do that because you don't really hear a whole lot about burial detail and what went into it, mm-hmm. and um, you just hear about, you know, especially in Gettysburg, you hear about all these bodies just all over the place, and even, you know, after the war. Right. I shouldn't say after the war, but after the battle, right. um, they're, you know, they were still having trouble and, you know, you know, they were just left with all these bodies, not just people, but mm-hmm. horses too. And mm-hmm. all this just, you know, and the ground was so tough and all that stuff. So right. um, the images, you, the original images that you do see of uh, the burial detail, they're all in the background. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you'll see, I think it's in, I can't think of the image that I'm, referencing in my mind it was i think it's a brady photo and you know you see all of them you know lined up on the on the rail in the background Mm -hmm. and it's just like a giant shot of like these graves and all that stuff so we didn't have the capacity to do that because you're not allowed to photograph in for commercial use right in the cemetery right um so i had this a different shot in mind but i was like you know i wanted to be authentic as i could but i was like even though we can't be in the physical location that I want, Mm -hmm. we could do it in the studio and still portray that image 
and what those kind of people went through. Right. And you have, and I like I did a little blurb about in the description of just the wet plate images of how you have the rope and the shovel and you have the the plank there. Mm-hmm. Right. To mark, um, to mark, to mark grave the grave. If you have the time and ability to do so. Right? Yeah, exactly. And kind of just show people and because a lot of the people are more photographers and other creatives so they might not necessarily have a whole thing about history and know it so I wanted to kind of give them like a little history lesson about that kind of stuff so right and actually um, on that image on that board I had put in pencil just like they would have done I would I think I put on that four rebels or something like that but when you look at the image because of the collodion process and because of the wet plate process, you can't see that. It disappears. It was light enough that it disappeared, but even then, if you could have seen it, it would have been backwards. Correct. Because in with the wet plate images, um, everything's backwards unless you write it because it's a mirror image, so everything comes out backwards. So if you'll see an image, you know, it'll say, you know, Jeff Davis in the South. They would have written that sign backwards, so when you take the image it would be correct correct way unless you're doing an ambro type which obviously you can just flip it cuz it's on glass but if right. it's on a tin you know right. it's that's you're stuck with it yeah. like that <laughs> so that's why when you see the image that Liz did you'll see that the writing on that box that I have the 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 piece of wood on is backwards because that was on tin and it's it's going to yeah. come out that way everything in the image is backwards i was actually you know just imagine that you know just flip the image and that's what a what it would have looked like live right when liz was looking at it behind the camera it's it's flipped and i'm upside down yep uh which is a pretty cool thing if you ever get to go to a studio like that and you see the camera and you get a chance to look through the back of it do so because you'll be surprised that you look through there and you're like you're, you're waiting to see someone as you see them but no they're flipped upside down and you have to focus upside down, yep. which gives you a whole new outlook on it. And when uh, when we shot this, there was a lot going on in that shot because I had the rope and the shovel and the box and all this yep. stuff. Because we, w- really I just didn't cool. want you to be plain standing there. You know, I wanted to give a little bit more background of what somebody. You know, because you're you're authentic, like you. You got it. But like I wanted to show a little bit more of like the plank and stuff like mm-hmm. like I wanted to do it outside. But we ended up and it was so cold that day. I remember that it was so right. cold. It was finally getting to fall here yeah. and it was cold. But um, I do remember that it was getting it, oh, yeah. we we, it was... we, were, we were playing around with the props to make sure it wasn't too much. But we wanted to show enough detail. So. Mm-hmm. To for this correct portrayal, so mm-hmm. it, it turned it turned out really well. It's one of my favorite images. It was really cool. It's one of my favorite impressions, and because of that it's it's an image that I really enjoy because that is like what I do now, which is is kind of a weird thing to say to some people that right. I I concentrate on burying the dead, but it goes back to uh, how do we treat the dead and historical memory, and and you know I'm going to think about it deeper than some people right. may. But especially but. during those times, they you get more into the idea. No, we don't have to go fully into this. Right. I'm still studying it myself, but you get into the whole thing about having a good death and right. being you know when you do pass that you're surrounded by your family and all this stuff. Right. So nothing would really right happen too much like like that crazy. So right. and if you. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out here uh, <laughs> to someone whose, whose book I, I really enjoy. And that's Drew Gilpin Faust's book, 
uh, about, you know, the good death and about death and the Civil War and all that. And uh, that really, between her book and, and Greg Coco's books, that was the thing that really got me started into death and the Civil War and how people treated death and all that. Uh, but that's a whole other podcast right um, you know that's a whole other discussion <laughs> come back to later me in a year uh, yeah, after yeah, i've yeah. done more research yeah. on it yeah come back to me later in the year and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about that um but that was one of the one of the plates that was shot and it was kind of cool because the collodion that day brought that out just a tad bit darker than the rest so it was yep. kind of like the talking about chemical issues right, a little there's, bit there's a chemical issue and then that's also kind of fitting as an artist that that one would come out just a tad bit darker the, the subject matter's a little bit I, darker. Yeah. So that's the way I saw it. Yeah, no, know? I totally agree. Completely. It, yeah. it totally worked. Like, we only shot, I think we only, shot, we only did one shot of that. Right. It was and it was one like and done. one and done. I mean, there was another shot or two that I might have done. Right. I'm like, oh, well. And so, the from, focus is slightly off. Let's redo this real quick. Right. You know? And but, so, from setup to shot to, to the finished product, you're talking 25 minutes or so until roughly. everything is done. Right. So, you know, when, next time you all take a photo on your on your phone, uh, you know, and you're done, just think, oh, you got to do that for 25 minutes before you can get that one good shot, you yeah. know. And the setup itself, the setting up the camera and getting everything ready is the actual thing that takes the longest. Because I think we did like a 15-second exposure, which think, yeah. was about longer than we normally do. Because on a really bright, sunny day, we would probably be to 8 to 10 seconds. Right. So oh, yeah. we didn't have good light that day. I do remember that. The longest exposure on a wet plate camera that I was ever a part of was my image being taken, and it was 40 seconds. Oh, my God. Because it was done no, at almost dusk. <laughs> and you can imagine trying to stand still for 40 seconds with no headrest. And it came out, which was weird. But it but it worked. So, uh, yeah, that was a whole other thing going on there. <laughs> this one, I'm glad it only took 15 seconds. Yes. But the... The third image mm-hmm. is, to me, the coolest one. Yes. And the story's one of the, the yes. coolest ones. And this goes into not only art, but how this stuff transpires, who walks in the door, you know, and, and yeah. what this leads to with this whole wet plate process. So I will let you introduce this story because it is a fantastic so, story. So we're going to uh, private uh, Worthington's 25th Ohio. Yes. Uh, the amputation of the leg image. So yes. if you slide over to that right now, we're so going to talk about that one. So. so this is one of my favorite images. More, I think it's more about the story behind it um, because Justin, shout out to Justin, uh, he is an awesome dude. So I was thinking, oh my God, you know, like Overall of the entire show, I wanted to kind of have this narrative of showing every kind of aspect of the war. So if you, you know, I'll do a shameless plug. Uh, I'm doing hashtag hallow ground 2019 and I'm posting all of my images with the description and like a little bit behind the scenes stuff. Nice. Um, but I, I want, I was thinking, well, you know, I kind of want to show all these different aspects of the war of, you know, I have a picture of a wounded soldier and someone getting pulled off the field and obviously the burial detail that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. And I um, I was thinking, oh, my God, well, I would really love to do an amputee photo, but I, I don't know how to do it because, you know, it's it's not like a digital camera that you it might not turn out the way you want and I don't want to waste chemical or waste my time trying to figure this out and how how are you going to really fake it and make it look good or real or you know whatever mm-hmm. so this gentleman Justin um he happened to email the studio and said hey you know 
we, I'm coming into town and I wanted to get my image done. And I know this is going to sound weird, but I'm an amputee. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if I could get a picture with, with, you know, without his prosthetic right. on. And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Right. Um, so he came into the studio and I was like, hey, so um, I'm doing this show and I'd really love to photograph you, you know, do, you know, you know, include this image of you without your prosthetic right. in my show. I said, this would be amazing. Right. Like absolutely amazing. Like I feel like it would add like a totally different element because that was something a lot of the the soldiers went through because because of the mini ball and how it was you know lead and it shattered pretty much shattered the bone mm-hmm. and there was a lot of you know amputations during that during that time it was really something I really wanted to include to give it a little bit more authenticity right and he was so game for it he's like yeah absolutely like let me know like this would be so cool I was like oh my god you're awesome so um that was really cool and the image I. I took for him was him standing and then the one I that I took that I kept for myself um and used in the show is actually of him sitting because I I forgot I I, the nerd that I am I uh when I'm bored or have free time I go onto the library of congress and look at original images right and research because I'm just a nerd and that's what I do. That's what we so, all do. When we work with <laughs> right? Like, we yeah. The original images. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and it helps you study. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, studying these images. So I found one that I really liked of this this original image of a, a soldier sitting without, you know, his leg, mm-hmm. and I thought it looked really cool. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it. And then I asked him, I'm like, are you good with this? He's like, it's your photo. Do whatever you want. I was like, all right, cool. As long as you know, I don't want to make you uncomfortable or anything. He's like, no, no, it's fine. And I was like. You're awesome. so awesome. awesome. So, um, yeah, it was it was really cool to be able to include something like that. So I um I actually um included I research when I was researching and I helped you with the podcast or not the podcast the live the Facebook live stream right. with uh, Jake Jake Wynn yes. yes uh at the National Museum of Civil War Medicine right. in Frederick Maryland and. You know, looked at looking at some of those images. I do remember taking some pictures on my phone, mm-hmm. and how they titled the images. Mm-hmm. So I did research into what they would have titled the images. So they would have had the private's name, or I shouldn't say the private, but the soldier's name, and what what was you know medically happening in the photo. Right. So that's why it's you know called you know that it's uh, private. J. Worthington, 25th Ohio, which I just chose a random, <laughs> I will random say, unit. I just chose a random federal unit. And I was like, okay, this is this is right. that. But, and it was called Amputation of the Leg. Right. So I wanted to t- even go into the title of, of looking at historic record and bringing that into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of research, even in the smaller things. I've titled, uh, some of the titles that I chose even for the digital images were, were, um, based off of uh, original images too because i really wanted to play on that but i think that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite images is the un- authenticity right of it of this right. this guy i mean I, I i don't know his story i didn't ask him because mm-hmm. i was just so excited that he was going to sit for a plate for me and let me use it in my show um but 
it was just it was really freaking cool. Yeah. It was it was so cool that he let me do something like that. So oh, yeah. what was know? what was when you when you put everything up and you saw everything and then the people who came to the exhibition saw it. What was the reaction to some of the images you had done? Was some people ne- probably were never even exposed to wet plate. Yeah. And that was like maybe the first time they've been that close or maybe just looking at an image that's somewhat supposed to simulate a civil war image what was the reaction to people who came to the exhibition it was the the it was awesome i got such a great i got great feedback um people were super impressed they had most people had you're like you you were saying most people haven't seen it and i had originally thought oh well i'm gonna frame these and you know hang them on the wall and someone pointed out to me well you know if you look at a wet plate you know, usually you see them in a, you know, the most of them that you see are in a case right. or something like that. Right. And you don't see the, the chemical, you know, the chemical pour off and everything. Mm-hmm. Or like sometimes you get like a little thumbprint mm-hmm. on there or something from where you, you know, holding the plate or something and, and seeing those, you know, making it an imperfect image. Right. But it's perfect because it is, that's part of the process and kind mm-hmm. of looking at it as a object besides of just an image of that, you see the craft that goes into making the image. And I thought that was a really great idea. So I displayed all of the images, all of the wet plate images on uh, red lined shelves to kind of pay homage, I guess, to the cases that you're used to seeing with like, you know, usually most popular was the red, the red Mm -hmm. velvet inside. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they were displayed and against the wall like that so you could you know see all the imperfect stuff but realize like yeah this is a chemical process there is a lot that goes into it so a lot of people were really impressed and they're like oh my god you do wet plate i said yeah i do yeah (laughs) so not a lot of people can say they do that so it was pretty cool it is a small club it is a very small club. Yeah. Very small. Yeah. So and you can usually tell who does it because they have like brown fingertips and like, you know, because the collodion does stain your skin. And yeah. there would be days where I would go with collodion on my fingers and it was like a rite of passage. Well, when I was first learning how to do it, I would lean too much in the dark room on the, oh, yeah. on the paper towels. Yeah. So I would get <laughs> brown silver nitrate stains all down my arm and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I'm short and that's what happens when yeah. you kind of just lean on something and didn't really realize it. But I, I took right. it as a mark and I Yeah. It's a mark of my craft. Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, you know? Exactly. Some craftsmen craftsmen lose fingers. Yeah. I have silver like nitrates. Yeah. You know, in your hands, you know. Yeah. It's one of those or missing things. fingers, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Well, whatever works for you. <laughs> right? Um but w- was there an image that the the people who showed up really kind of were drawn to? Or was it just an all-encompassing, like, they've never seen anything like this before, they took time at each one, and they just, you know, was there, or was there one that were like, wow, that's really cool, or that's different, and, and don't say mine, because that's just sucking Actually, up. I wasn't. <laughs> Good. Which one was it? Was um, it the, amputee, the amputation? It, it, for the wet plate, I yeah. think it was definitely, one, that the wet plate was, that wet plate was the amputation one, mm-hmm. was definitely one, and then the other one that, again, we're not including all 33 images because right. we'd be here for like three hours. Right. Um, but I have one of my friend, uh, Will. 
okay. uh, Will Account. Yeah, I think you know him. Saw, he's a I he's a great this, dude. I saw this image. It's yep, a great image. Yep. Um. He and I. That was another image that I really wanted to recreate. Was uh, a picture of a soldier uh, of of a Union soldier with a flag, and so he's mm-hmm. seated, and he has you know the flag is draped on a table next to him, and he's got his arm on it, and then the lighting in there was just. It was killer that day. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually Rum Day this past year. And that was that one and I think the amputee one because everyone's like, oh, my God. Especially with the amputee one. They're like, oh, my God. Did, how did you fake that? I'm like, it wasn't. It was right. it was real. Right. So it was really cool. And um, there was actually another picture of Will that I had taken of him with a digital my digital camera um, of him crying. And it was during a uh, field hospital demonstration. And he just i mean he committed and talk about reenactors committing mm-hmm. like he was full on like crying and like he had like a fake arm to like make it look like he was injured and he was getting you know treated for for that and he was actually seated there crying so that was a big one cuz that you know he's basically looking at the camera and that's like confrontational as it is and he's crying and upset and then um the cavalry the cavalry image that the, that first image that we're talking right. about too right so um it was i think it was a combination of everything of the wet plate and the you know the wet plate because of it's the wet plate and you don't see that and then also uh, i think the digital ones were a little more cinematic in the sense of capturing a different essence of you know like almost looking like movie stills mm-hmm. If I can right. sound say that without yeah sounding yeah you know yeah no I, I weird I, about my own work but I think the, the the digital ones are a little more cinematic in the sense of you're in the action whereas most of the uh, all of the wet pleats actually you know are staged mm-hmm. absolutely whether mm-hmm. they're I took them or you know Matthew Brady took them they were all staged. Right, they you know, have to be. They, yeah. they have to be. Yeah. So I think they both kind of played on each other in different ways and brought things to people in a different way mm-hmm. that they didn't, you know, they haven't experienced. So it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm totally uh, on board with going on the hashtag Hello Ground 2019 yep. and, and getting, you can go on there and you can see all the different images and such. And I'm, I'm going to be tagging them, you know, yeah. tagging out again with these and, and then yeah. they'll be on there twice or three times or whatever. Right. But uh, the whole process is an amazing so process, much and so much fun. You know, as a, I was like 20 years old when I started into it, and uh, I know it's a real thrill when you can actually get that one image to come out, the first one. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it's I'm I'm, I'm going to put it this way: you never forget your first one. <laughs> no. And and I remember mine was a potted plant, and I had it come out, and it was perfect. You could see the indentations in the vase, and you had all yeah. this stuff. And, and the flowers you could see really nicely. And I still have the plate somewhere that I shot. And that was like 20 years ago almost. Well, 18 years ago or so. Wow. And I still have the plate somewhere because mm-hmm. I was like, this is my first one. It's like, you know, scoring your first touchdown in football, yep. you keep oh, the football. Yeah. It's the same thing. And it's a different kind of artistic realm I never thought I would have been able to get into. Yeah. You know, an artistic medium. Right. And I And that was kind of what I was trying to do with the work was that show, even though we're re- like you know we're kind of in that collective memory of history realm mm-hmm. if you want to call it that mm-hmm. um you kind of you know bringing you know you we as reenactors we are recreating his I shouldn't say recreating we are reenacting history and that's kind of a contemporary act but the process of the wet plate is you know is no longer a modern 
modern uh, technique that we do, but I'm bringing that into, you know, the, the you know, contemporary mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm, you know, doing it a little bit more controlled being in the studio and, you know, stuff like that and right. all these things and making it a contemporary act because right. you're trying to be as authentic as you can, but we're still using modern technology mm-hmm. and everything like that, whether mm-hmm. it's with the digital and the wet plate and stuff like that. So we're, you know, bringing those both together and right yeah right yeah it's 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 an amazing process and it's one that opens doors to a lot of other things and a lot of other ideas and your creativity shows and that's why i think you and i get along is because we're 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 kind of eccentrics in that way and we're dreamers and we'll try to make something happen but we're going to go 110 percent to try to make it happen yes. and be like let's try three times and see if this works three different ways and let's do all this but i think that's the photographer the wet plate photographer, the little one inside me from 18 years ago, and that's the photographer in you. And I just learned to be a dreamer through working with the process, you know, the entire time and trying to make something out of nothing, a piece of glass and turning it into a piece of art. Absolutely. And and seeing how that works. Uh, do you think you're going to start a platform uh, like, like with Instagram or Facebook or anything like that in the future where it's going to be your work so that you can showcase your work differently or do you think you're going to just you know uh stick with the the hallowed ground hashtag for a while and see where it goes and then build off of that uh how do you how do you think you're going to proceed in the future with some of your photography and i know i'm going to take up some of your time because you're helping me do stuff but i want you to you know well you know i'm always down to do that when i'm like on like my two days off i'm like john right what am i working on next? yeah yeah what are we working on i don't know i don't have anything well i'll just start making stuff okay right go for it right all right (laughs) <laughs> but this day and age when there's a lot of wet plate photographers and right. a lot of photographers in general, obviously, on Instagram and, and other uh, formats, uh, do you think that would be a way for you forward to kind of get your work out there or you want to go a different route with it? Uh, both. I think both? I am going to kind yeah. of build off of uh, be with the show, with, with Hollow Ground. I feel mm-hmm. like uh, – how- yeah, um, that I'm going to build off that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I do like all the hashtags on all of my wet plate images because I do want to build an audience. And that is another way of networking and mm-hmm. finding other people. Um, and, you know, whether it's another photographer or another reenactor that I can use as a model or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I am looking to start. Um, it's kind of working with wet plate is kind of reignited. Uh, my love for alternative processes and includes film. So I'm going to try, um, I'm going to try um, doing some uh, World War II events mm-hmm. um, up at the Ike Farm mm-hmm. um, right. this summer. Right. Um, and I have a bunch of old cameras because that's what you do as a photographer. You collect old cameras. Right. Um, and I do have some ones that would be in that period correct time era. Um, that are in like from the mid 1930s, early mm-hmm. 40s. Mm-hmm. So I do want to start kind of doing that. And I already have kind of like a new series that I want to start. Nice. I think we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. About residents of Gettysburg Correct. and and doing that. Um, I I'm looking to continue doing wet plate, but right now I don't have the space in my apartment. Mm-hmm. I understand that for storing. <laughs> 
those dangerous chemicals that we talked about. So right. I, I, there, I, I don't know if I'm going to start a new page. I might, but I mm-hmm. post everything right now on my own personal Instagram, okay. um, which is just at Liz Bukowski. Okay. Um, so I just post everything on there and maybe I'll start a, a page. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I've completely neglected my, my Facebook page, photography right. page. So right. if you look at it, uh, don't look at it. <laughs> it's really, it's been a while. It's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a hot mess to well, say I, the least. I follow everything you do on Instagram anyway. Right. And it's just like, because Instagram's the hot thing for photography and all that. It's I gonna prefer pop it. Up. Yeah. And I personally prefer it. I'm more do. of a, I'm, yeah. And uh, there's, uh, do you want to let anyone know who some of your, your friends are who like are in photography? Someone who you look up to as far as, it could be any medium. Is there anyone um, out there who you're like, that's really cool? I've, I've, you know. Oh God, you're putting you on the spot. I, I am gonna um, put you on the spot. Oh well, we gotta finish to... the show this way. I, I know, know, but I have to. I have to look up. I want to know who to... Uh, well, inspires could... you to like go the uh, someone you've met who's who's done it or someone. Uh, Joe Bemis. Oh, Joe Bemis. Yeah, I want to obviously. work with him so bad. If you if you don't follow Joe Bemis, oh and my you're God, into historical photography as far as like event photography i mean like good stuff that's the guy yes joe's a friend of mine i cannot wait shout out to joe i cannot wait to meet him and joe has i know through talking uh, with liz that joe has like really uh inspired her to do more yeah right yeah him and mark herman who i've met actually at the studio and we have mutual friends right so i i want to shoot with him when next time he's in town so that's like historically photography reenactor history people that i want to work with it definitely joe bemis and mark herman right awesome right. two awesome yeah. really cool dudes their work is fantastic yeah. really look up to them for ideas and stuff yeah. um some of the other photographers or creatives um you've met charleston tintypist oh yes how could i forget about christine uh, yeah, oh my christine god is, she, christine's there, there's someone who does tint types and web plate on instagram amazing that you all can can look at and see the yes. see the process and see some behind the scenes and she has a she has a mobile she, yes a studio yes she has her awesome. little gypsy wagon which yes. is the cutest thing and she is awesome because she does a lot of historical research just like you know i talked about of looking at uh you know, for like business cards or for her signage mm-hmm. or stuff like that. She mm-hmm. does the research into looking at like old photography advertisements that were done in the 1860s. And it's just like little things like that, I think, really bring it all together. Right. Um, other photographers that inspire me um, is actually one of my old, actually two of my old mentors is Luke Copping. Um, he does a lot of uh, editorial and commercial work. Okay. Um, his lighting and retouching is like out of this world. Um, I used to intern for him and I ended up working for him for a few years when I was still in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And my other inspiration is Andy Buscemi, who is another good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a wedding photographer and he just goes for it. Like right. His lighting is amazing. His work ethic is fantastic. He inspired me to, and like just with editing techniques and stuff like that, like out of this world. Um, also, my friend, uh, my friend uh, Stephanie Wardrop and my friend uh, Valerie Valerie Kaczynski, uh, they're both fantastic photographers. They both do a little bit more wedding photography. Mm. Um, they're from Buffalo too. Mm. Um, I don't really know too many people in the 
Gettysburg area for photographers, except just the few that we've mentioned. Yeah. Or that at least come around here. Um, but they both do just their style of mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. I just love like mm-hmm. Val has done amazing conceptual work. Um, she's doing a lot more wedding photography now, mm-hmm. but uh, her conceptual work of taking a photo and making it not a photo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more into a piece of art right and the crazy amount of editing she does is fantastic and my friend Steph she is oh my god like the lighting she gets is out of this world too yeah. like I, I can't yeah. like I'm just like why didn't I think of that damn it <laughs> like yeah. you know yeah um so those are some good friends of mine that inspire me and there's plenty of other photographers I follow on Instagram that right. I've never met, will never meet, mm-hmm. uh, that inspire me for many other reasons. But mm-hmm. we could be here another hour talking yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's the thing that as a historian, as a photographer, or whomever, you always have to have people that they don't know it, but they're pushing you to do more and yeah whether it's style or thing. lighting right. or you know editing techniques right you and, can never stop learning i don't think anyone can be a ma- like a master of anything no no you're, you gotta you're, keep learning you're always trying to to be a master but you know you're never going to get there it's exactly. just the continued effort absolutely and it's the same with being a historian it's the same with being a photographer but engaging both at the same time with historical photography or whether it's 1930s 1940s or whether it's 1850s and 1860s it brings out a new way to exhibit history. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was glad that you got into SEPA to do that because there were, you know, you had 30 pieces, over 30 pieces there for people to look at and to see the past differently. Uh, that that had to have an effect on someone where they wanted to know something about one piece out of oh, that yeah. entire I mean, thing. They wanted to understand it People were asking me about the wet plate process and how it's done or where can they get a photo taken. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, here's this, that, and that, and that. And, oh, my right. God, I'm going to do some my own research. So it was kind of, you know, collision of worlds of the love of history and the love of my photography and just bringing them all together. And it was just mm-hmm. like, poof, right. like huge, huge, just awesome Ever, the entire process was just I, I can't even explain it mm-hmm. because I got to do the I was doing work and I was like it's not like oh I have to work on the show it was like I get to work on my show right and I'm doing I'm doing more research into things and I'm learning more right about everything right so it was really fantastic right and some people to 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 finish up here I want to point this out this is a very important point some people teach history through writing books some people teach history through voice, and then there are people who teach history through photography. It's just the way it is. Oh, yeah. uh, everyone has their medium you, that they use and that, they, that they're comfortable with. I'm comfortable with podcasting, and I'm comfortable with, with doing some presentations in front of the public, and that's just my way. I have, and I hate to say this, but I have no interest right now in writing a book as a historian. I have zero interest in doing that right now. That may be later on. This is my medium. And I can understand why, for some people, photography is their jam. This is what they want to do. I want to teach history through photography and maybe even by using the historical methods. Um, You brought up Mark Herman. He and I have done 1930s. Uh, photography together but we've we've actually done uh, World War One style photography together in the field and he's developed it and done that because I don't want to touch that Uh, I'll take the shot and (laughs) we're done 
but that was a different way for us to interpret and teach history. Right. And a lot of people don't see that. They say it as, oh, well, you're taking a 1940s photo or an 1860s photo. You take it and you're done. But that's a teachable no. moment for a lot of people. And then that actual uh, finished product yep. is a teachable item. Oh, yeah, because you can just talk about the misconceptions, too, about mm -hmm. the wet plate process or, you know, whatever misconceptions you have about whatever era of photography you're in right. and everything like that. So getting to teach people or even I continue to learn about what things that those, you know, 19th century photographers faced of chemical problems. Right. Lighting right. problems, especially lighting problems. Oof. Yeah. Lighting. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. got to make sure you got the right aperture. But yeah, I mean, it's great that I get to view, view history <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended, yes. totally, because I'm a dork. Yeah. Um, but pun in, um, but getting to experience it through this view, mm -hmm. through this lens. Sorry, <laughs> I had to throw one more, in, one more in there. But, um, you know, like, and it's it really does give you a different perspective because most people right. don't see what went into it, right? Um, and everything like that. So it's it's really, really just cool way of experiences history and yeah. getting to share it with others yeah you know through the images and through the information and the research that i've done right. about stuff and bringing it to the forefront you know absolutely in a different way because i'm not writing a book right yeah ever yeah. you'll shoot the photos for the book <laughs> yes just let me know when you're writing your right. book right <laughs> if that the, ever happens right i'll do the i'll do the audio book yes um, there you go but yeah that's that's how i wanted to bring this home for everyone is that there are different mediums for you to teach or learn history. It's not the traditional way of doing it of, and I say traditional way with air quotes, uh, you know, where you have to go out and you have to read a book or you have to do all that. We've leveled the playing field with social media where you can go online, you can see some cool historical photographers on Instagram within five minutes. You can search the hashtags, find them, search the hashtag wet plate, you'll find wet plate photography. Wet plate darlings. Wet plate darlings? Wet plate darlings on Instagram. Okay. They do a lot. It's it's a, they repost people's photos mm -hmm. and they do um, a lot of wet plate photographers' photos, but it's not just really Civil War. They do more of a fine art look on things, mm -hmm. which is really cool because it's not just historic it's 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 everybody just being experimental and it's really awesome and, and yeah i mean talk about other inspirational photographers another list of photographers that are on there that i'm like oh my god i want to do something like that right you know right so you know in different yeah. ways of or how can i incorporate it into being historic right too and so now, and now we are we are collaborating together with people like that like 15 years ago, I may never have collaborated with Liz on something like this, but but the, the media and the means are changing to where we can teach together what we couldn't do 15, 16 years ago. Uh, and that's, that's my point with this episode as far as you can do this through so many mediums and so many ways of presenting history that you just don't limit yourself. You, if one thing doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean something else can't work for you. You know, you you, you can get, you can find your happy medium, pun intended. Pun intended. But <laughs> no, thank you, Liz, for for being on. I appreciate thank all you of your time. Uh, I hope I haven't kept you too long. Uh, but y'all can check out Liz on Instagram at Liz Bukowski. 
right? That's the one? Yes. Okay. That's the only one. And what's the hashtag uh, hash- for, for this exhibit? Um, hashtag hollow ground 2019. There you go. And I will have these photos up on my social media site so you can follow along with what we went over today. I won't have all 30-some images up. You're going to have to go to the hashtag to find all that. But it'll give you a sneak peek as far as what some of these images look like, whether it's digital or whether it is the web plate process. So, again, thank you, Liz, for, thank you for, for having me. being on. Absolutely. And uh, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week.